Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugal Preneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. My guest today went from 304 pounds to 175 pounds in just 260 days. He is here to talk to us about how his process, Rethink Dieting, unlocks business owners' potential as the weight comes off. Welcome to the show, Alan Thomas. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Glad to be here. Well, I'm excited to have this conversation. Can you give us a little bit of your background? I mean, I guess I covered a little bit there, but I'd love to hear your background. I'm father of four adult kiddos, and my wife and I have been married about been just a little over 36 years, but I struggled with obesity and overweight for about three decades. And in 2017, after my 31st wedding anniversary, the day after I got on the scale, which was something I really did not like doing back then. I got on the scale and looked down and saw 300 and the three at the beginning of the number for the first time, and it was 304. And I had been in the burial life insurance business for a long time, for over a decade. And I was 55 years old at the time. And burial insurance business primarily focuses on people 65 years and older. And it just hit me that I had never met a man. Now you meet ladies, but you don't meet men. Very, very seldom. Men. But I had never met a man that I can remember that was more than 100 pounds overweight that was over 65. And what that spelled, now they're out there, but they are rare, rare, rare air. It's rare birds. But when I saw that number and had that thought, this feeling that I was going to be known as my wife's first husband, not because she was shopping around or was got tired of me yet, but because of the fact that I, I couldn't put down the fork and spoon and that my, my kids were going to call somebody else dad. As big as that is, and that, that was the the big aha moment, but also realized that I wasn't reaching my potential in my business. And I had a lot of hopes and dreams and my weight was just holding me back. And so I went on a very public journey and committed to weighing 129 pounds less, 265 days later, and I hit it in 260 days. And, and never in a million years did I plan on doing the kind of work we do now. We work with the men and women who do struggle with overweight and, and obesity. My wife and I work together and it was never even on my radar. So I can assure you that it was not planned that it just happened. And so that was a big piece of, and people ask me, they say, well, gosh, that was an awful thing. I said, well, you know, it really wasn't that day. It was awful. That day, it, it was really bad. And I don't, I don't think I've ever said anything. This, I, I get interviewed a lot, but I've never said this. But other than my, I'm a Christian, and other than my relationship with God and, and my wife and family, that probably the greatest blessing I ever got was that 304 pound scale rating. Because the obstacle, there's, I think it was a Ryan Halliday wrote a book called Obstacles Way. And it was interesting. I, I did not plan on that being the way, but that's what happened. So, fast forward five years, we work with men and women who struggle with this. and. It's fascinating to us as we work with people, what changes in their life that has nothing to do with their health, their diet and their exercise plan and all that, but the other things that it impacts and business is a huge part of it. Yeah. And I'd love to dive into that in a minute, but I'm curious. So what did you do to lose all that weight relatively quickly? Well, it, it was, it's so interesting. I get asked that a lot and it really was, and it's, it sounds so simple. It's truth. I made a decision. I made a decision that it was absolutely 
it's going to be me or, or that I was going to do it. There was never a question about what I was going to eat. I already knew that. And in fact, it's so funny. I have one of the things in my, in the work that my wife and I do, we always tell our clients before we take them on that we are never going to tell you what to eat or what exercise to do, because we don't believe that's the core problem. I have a client who came to me about two years ago. He was uh, in he's an individual. And I'm answering your question a really long way. I apologize, but it's the best way to answer it, I think, is he had struggled with weight a long time, but he got hurt and, and gained about 200 pounds over about five years. And he'd never been on a diet ever. And this is an adult man in his late 40s. And so when he came into our program, he, he said, but what am I going to eat? And I said, well, if your wife and your two daughters who you love dearly, they were being held for ransom. And the only way you got them back alive was to lose one pound over the next week and you can't do anything unsafe and have to be something that you know your doctor would approve of, even though you've never been on diet, you know, and to believe that you approve of it has to be something that you would absolutely be able to do. And with 100% certain to lose that one pound over the, over the next week. And he thought for a couple of minutes, it seemed like it was probably 30 seconds, but he went silent. He's a real humble guy. And he said, I guess I could eat less. And I said, that's where you start. And it sounds funny to say it, but it's really not funny. It, it, I don't mean it to be funny. It's, it's that he already knew and a hundred and he's down a hundred, I think last I looked about 140 pounds now from where he was, he was in a wheelchair. If he had to walk more than 10 feet, he rides bikes, does exercises daily. I didn't tell him to do any of that, but it was never the diet. It was always the decision. It was always the decision to make. And we work with people and, and this is a commercial about me. I'm, I apologize, but I just use examples. But we work with people who work with them on the stick to it, going the distance. And it's pretty interesting, the business implications that's had for this individual and much others do. So when people are overweight and I guess, or obese, let's just say a hundred pounds plus overweight, mm -hmm. what do you find is usually the culprit? Is it always overeating or is it lack of extra? I mean, it's probably a combination of things, but like, could there be a genetic thing or, or is it pretty much usually always overeating? Well, yeah, I mean, the answer is there's probably a condition, there are some conditions out there that an individual cannot lose weight. I'm sure of. I'm not a doctor or dietitian or physical fitness expert in any of those things, but I've not run into it yet. I've not, I've never run into it in, in the work that we're doing. And normally, and this sounds like a non-answer, but it really is the answer. You're, you're right. I mean, it's a math equation at some level, but at the end of the day, it's the belief that is possible and the willingness to go the distance. That's the challenge. It is every time. It's the belief that it's possible. And is it more important to have this thing that, that what was my drug of choice for so long? I didn't struggle with alcohol. I didn't have the problem with somebody who have a drink that can handle it. I didn't struggle with drugs. Those single serving sizes of Doritos that say family size on them, I don't know why. And those were, those were always a challenge. And, and so at the end of the day, for so many people, it's when they realize what it's costing them, not just health wise. When you realize it, it's just fascinating to me when somebody gets a hold of, if you were diagnosed with a terrible disease like cancer, God forbid, most people will do anything they can to win at that disease because they know the outcome is death. They know the outcome is, well, in most cases it, that it's death or it's some awful thing. But when it comes to something like overweight or obesity, it's the belief that there's always tomorrow. It's the greatest line in the world. I mean, it is. And have you been diagnosed with type two diabetes yet was the question. See, I hadn't been diagnosed with any of these illnesses. I had sleep apnea, which think about it. I was going to bed at night with a mask. Man was not meant to go to bed at night with a mask. And it was something I could fix, but I became 
It's like the frog in the pot of water. He will not jump out if it starts cool or, or just lukewarm. And he boils himself to death. He'll stay in there till that water gets to the boiling point and, and dies. But if you put a frog in a very hot bowl uh, on water, pop right out. So when I look at the individuals that I've talked to or look at them, what I'm saying, when I, when I think about it, it is just the belief that you can do it so often when you believe you can do it and you're willing to go the distance. And again, I'm not, I didn't come to give you all these examples, but you're, you're bringing up quite great questions. One of the individuals that had participated in our program, I see seven months in. 71 years old. Now this guy was a rare, rare individual. He was 353 pounds, five foot 11 or five foot 10. I don't recall right around there. 353. So morbidly obese, heart condition, two fused vertebrae, walks with a walker, back and back problems, you know, just awful with the fused vertebrae. And he came in top rate. He hadn't been bullying, but like 300, I think in four decades, something like that. He, he had the two seventies. He sent me a note the other day. He's in the two seventies now. And he, it was never, he always had the capability of it. Now he's that, that's 70 something pounds in about seven months. That's not a crazy amount of weight in that period of time. But think about this guy. He can't even exercise. So is exercise important? Well, it's great if you can do it, but everybody can't do it. I mean, so it's some level, you have to become an expert on you. Mm. And this is what, I, this is what I say all the time. The reason we don't give out diets is because I probably was on six or seven dozen diets over 35 years and every one of them was wrong. No, they, they weren't. I was, I was unwilling to go to diets. They, I couldn't have everything I wanted. Every, I mean, I wanted what I wanted and I was unwilling to change. And those diets, when an individual has to take ownership of it, then the diet's not in the fault. They become an expert on them because some people do better with caloric restriction. Some people do better with controlling macros. Some people do better with intermittent fasting. Some people do better with a myriad of things. But at the end of the day, if all the responsibilities on the individual and they have to become an expert on them, kind of like with money, like when, how, how long have you been a business owner, Sarah? I don't know how long. Over a decade. I've tried this, that, and the other thing for over a decade, but just got into podcasting about three years ago. So long time. So did you know everything about podcasting when you first got in? No. Did you know everything? No. And I mean, I don't mean to turn the tables asking questions, but it's interesting. But you learned it, you applied it because it was so important to you and you want to get a message out. You wanted to get your voice out of there. And that's the way it is for our clients when they come to us. They it was the way it was for me. I had to become an expert on me. I had to figure out what worked for me. And at some level, it's pretty quantifiable. It's very simple. It's not easy. And so we teach the stuff that kept me from sticking to it for so long, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's, but it's not easy. I won't tell anybody it's easy, but it is simple. You had mentioned that you didn't have issues with drinking and drugs. It was the food. And one thing that I feel like people who don't have an eating problem will say is, well, you know, like say there's some Oreos or chips or something sitting out and they'll be like, well, just don't eat it. But to me, that's like telling an alcoholic, like, say there's some beer in the fridge and you live with an alcoholic and you're like, well, just don't drink it. I mean, that doesn't really work. You know, I feel like it's different because you don't have to drink. You don't have to do drugs, but you have to eat. So but you have mm -hmm. to. So it's like you're making a decision at least three times or more a day. No, I, I spot on. I, you, you, you reminded me of a, of a client from a few years ago that 
he didn't have hundreds of leaves. He had about 60 pounds of leaves, but he held it for years and never had any like it at all. And, and a couple of weeks, our program, he was doing really good. And he came to a call, a call with me and he said, Alan, you know what I had for breakfast this morning? I said, no, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? I said, he said, Alan, I had apple pie. I said, awesome. That's been, I said, you figured it out, didn't you? He said, I did. I figured out that I couldn't have it yesterday when I really wanted it. And I worked through what I know works for me. And then I figured that I could have it the next day. So I stuck in the refrigerator. I dared anybody to eat it. That was my name. This guy what was losing weight doing that. Now he didn't have apple pie every day, got <laughs> it. but he made a decision based on what he was figuring out about his own body, what was working for him that, were, that he could go the distance. And that's why I believe all food at some level. Now there are obviously foods that are better for you, worse for you. And, and again, I'm not a dietitian or nutritionist. But I believe God declared all the food good. It just didn't say eat it all at once. Like I used to try to, that was my, my deal. <laughs> so so it, it, it is challenging, but at the same time, when you think about, for example, from a business perspective, one of the triggers for me to, to get my weight off was that I sheared my brain with that hundred plus pounds every day. And it was costing me at such a high level. And I realized that, that I was sharing my mind with that beast, so to speak. Now, there's no question. I mean, just to lead it is, it's tough. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I paid, hey, got my t-shirt. I know, I know exactly what you mean, but at the end of the day, when the reason to do it is powerful enough. And, and I firmly believed I had less than 10 years to live, even though I was not diagnosed with anything bad at all. I mean, I, yeah, well, sleep apnea is, has a side effect of stopping breathing. That is bad, but I, I didn't have type two diabetes. I didn't have a heart condition. I didn't have those things. And, but. And a lot of people say, well, gosh, Alan, you're fat shaming people. I said, no, I'm not. I've never once told anybody what their ideal weight should be. I asked them what their ideal weight is. And people say, well, how do you define that? I said, the weight that you have freedom at. And so if, if somebody's weight is holding them back, they don't have freedom. I, I want people to be healthy and live a healthy, long life. Certainly. I mean, I'm not discounting that whatsoever, but if somebody is going to, if they're going out and not living because of their weight, if they're going into situations in business, wondering if they're missing a sale in a sales situation. Like I used to be in the insurance business and that happened to me all the time. I wondered if the thin guy got it, got the deal because it spoke to discipline, even no. though it was a struggle for me. So it was costing, I mean, one of my clients who's, he's pretty, pretty well known in the affiliate world. His name's Matt McWilliams, mm. Matt. Oh yeah. Matt was when, when I met Matt, we have an interesting uh, story in that when I first started this, it, I had so many people coming to me about their weight because of what happened with us. And I just would tell people, I said, you don't want to do what I'm going to tell you to do. I said, I'll know a handful of people and there became more people that we were helping. And they all wanted me to tell them what to eat. And I said, stupid. You already know what to eat. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, we all do at some level and I'm not calling people foolish, but I, I would, this is what I was saying to myself, but I had a, a mentor of mine, Dan Miller, who used to work, he loved Dan's been a vendor for about 16 years. And he said, man, you ought to be a weight loss coach. And I said, I do not want to tell anybody what to eat or what exercises to do. He said, well, whatever. He said, but that's what I'm, I believe. And he knew me pretty well. I mean, this is a guy who walked me through a lot of different business ventures and an individual heard my story actually heard my, my wife lost 63 pounds, 190 days when I was losing weight too. But this individual heard my story and he, and he came to me, he said, Alan, my weight's holding me back. And so we, I said, I, I gave him three, it was when I was doing this individually. I gave him, I said, I'll, get, I'll do three sessions with you. I don't really want to coach this whatsoever. I said, but I'll never tell you what, even what exercise to do. 
but he got free the day, the first day. It was just funny. Now he weighed 370 plus pounds when he started with me. He lost uh, over a hundred. I can't remember the exact amount, but he ran his first mile he ever ran in his life. He he became coach. He been wanting to do this for years, and now he's speaking and writing and in front of cameras all day long, not in the shame that he was in. Do it, and he's in the healthiest bend that in years, and it happens that way, but. Shortly after that, I had followed Matt McWilliams for about four years and on his podcast and have a lot of respect for him. And I knew he needed help. I just could tell that there was something about his career. I, I did not know the guy, never met him. And, but I knew some people that knew him and I said, I'm going to help this guy today. And it was in June of 2019. I picked and I got his number by late in the day and called him and I said, you want help with your weight? And he said, God, would you? And I said, absolutely. I said, but I'm never doing what I eat, what exercise do. And so he became a client and it was interesting. He'd been at a meal with the Michael Hyatt, Amy Porterfield and Jeff Walker. And he was the only that got paid <laughs> and he, and he just felt like, and, and it hurt him. And, and so he ended up losing 93 pounds of fat and gaining 30 pounds of muscle. He got incredible shape and, and his business exploded too. I mean, it exploded in a, a great way. I mean, he's, he was already successful, but. He was telling me this the other day. He said, it would have never happened at my previous weight. It would have never happened there. Number one, you, you've got energy issues. Now, that's an obvious one, but we forget. But but it, when I was carrying, when Matt was carrying 90 pounds extra fat, or I was carrying over 100 pounds more fat, you just can't do the work of an entrepreneur at the same level. The other piece of it, too, it, it's just so interesting, the mental clarity that you get as you get healthier, as you lose the weight. It changes and it is those pieces matter in the, in, for an entrepreneur, somebody who's the CEO of their own business from a leadership side. And I really, I, I thought of him as leader. He said, and he, he was a leader then he said, but you know, Alan, before you, you start working with me, I had two people on my team. I got 15 on my team now and on and on. And again, I don't see any of this to impress anybody that's listening. I say it to impress upon them. It's never the diet. If the diet were the solution, you'd already be done. If you're listening, somebody who's listening, if they're listening and they struggle with weight, if the diet were the solution, it's a $72 billion industry in the United States alone. The diet industry, it, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's a different animal. I mean, it's like a, somebody who is a alcoholic or drug addict, they get to lock their beast up. People who struggle with, with weight like I did, you know, we've got to take a beast for walk three or four times a day and not get eaten by it. <laughs> and so, so it's really, it, it, I mean, it's really the truth. And, but when somebody gets a hold of what's possible and what I love to see happen is when the identity changes. And this is what I'm after. Just so, I mean, I give people a look under the hood, the identities shifts and they get a new standard. For example, you look like you, you know, we're on, we're on video and you look like you live in a nice place. You don't live in a mm -hmm. town. Right. <laughs> right. If you were told you had to live in a tent, you find a way to get another nice place because that's your standard. But, but when I was struggling with obesity, my standard was the two nineties. I was willing to accept two nineties at five eleven, but 300 wasn't, it was a trigger point for me, a tipping point, you might say. But at the end of the day, when somebody takes on a new identity, that's when everything starts to change. It's when like a, a client of mine who now they've got a term in his international companies that he's never been recognized once. He's still got a lot of weight to lose, got a lot of weight left to lose, but, he, but his, he's changed the people around him. And so he, he's become one of the top salespeople for a company that he is not even a salesperson for. 
He's more mm. tra- it's, it's not physical attractive. It's just it's just that magnetism that you get when you get confidence that you haven't had. Or or like one of our our, our ladies who single mom, she's still got a lot of weight left to lose, she, but she's shifted her identity now. And just so happens she got the biggest job she ever got. And I've trained on, on career. She got the biggest job she ever gotten with a company that's a household word. And it's like a dream job. There's no coincidences. These things happen. It's almost like the creator of the universe. So regardless of somebody's worldview, my worldview is Christian. I just believe God, God made the universe, but that when if it's the universe or whatever that somebody was look at, look about that's fine. It's as though the universe or God's saying, if you just get this one area cleaned up, I'll open the floodgates for you. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And I just, it brings chills to me when I see it, like in a good, good kind of like goosebumps kind of stuff. So I didn't mean to get on a soapbox. For you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm yeah. Passionate about this thing. Okay. Yeah. And I'm familiar with Matt McWilliams. He was on my podcast a while back ago and. All the people you listed, Amy Porterfield, Michael Hyatt, Jeff Walker, I, I've heard of all of them. So as far as like weight impacting business, obviously you mentioned the energy factor, I guess probably the confidence factor. What other ways? Absolutely. There's five keys and I touched on them a little bit. I mean, when you, obviously energy is, is a big factor and I talked about that just a few minutes ago, but, but also mental clarity. If you're constantly having to think about, well, number one, if you're most people, not all people, most people who struggle with their weight don't sleep that well. And it speaks to their mental clarity and have what they're able to do. And when you're a business owner, you, you gotta be on point, especially an entrepreneur who's the CEO, the chief bottle washer, they have everything in their business and they, they're the marketer, they have to write content, they have to do all these things. Mental clarity is for that. And as, as you get, as the weight comes down, it's interesting how that mental clarity goes up and what I call mind share, sharing your mind with that beast. If you have to share your mind with worry over weight, and, and again, I don't, I never tell anybody what stays your way, but if somebody's bothered by what they weigh, if they can't walk into a room and feel 100% confident, regardless of what they're wearing, talking about G-rated stuff, not anything beyond that, but what they're wearing, if they're worried about sitting in a booth, I mean, these are things I worried about. I was worried about sitting in a booth and getting stuck in the booth. I was worried about going in someone's home. I, I did face-to-face sales, worried about s- sitting in somebody's home and getting stuck between the two arms of the chair. I had to pick the correct chair because I was so wide. I was worried about if I had to fly to an appointment, I was worried about getting on the airplane and have to push that stinking button to get the stewardess to bring me a, a seatbelt extender. It was, it's like the shame of the airline industry. Everybody's talking about masks, but they ought to be talking about seatbelt extenders. Those things will freak you out. And, and so, and I, I've had so many of my clients, that's what they were. They had to think about that. Having to think about those things, it's like you've got this hindrance constantly that keeps you from being able to perform at your highest level. When you're not worrying about, or an individual's not worried about that stuff all the time, they're going to get momentum. They're going to get it. If, if they're married, I mean, God, oh my gosh, the stories of the people have told me, and I've, and I've talked to thousands of people literally who've struggled and I've gotten to hear things. You know, relationship issues where, where spouses are, are frustrated about it, where they don't have the kind of intimacy that that impacts your business. I mean, the relationships, but at the end of the day, it's when you know that, you know, that, you know, that you're doing everything you can you're tackling with an individual, like as soon as I knew, as soon as I knew that I was going to happen, 
that I did, there was no turning back. I did the Cortez principle, which it, for those that are, are familiar with that, look up Cortez, but he burned all the ships. And so I burned all the ships and I knew there was no way for me to turn back without a lot of anguish. It became easy. And well, excuse me, it became simpler. It became easier. It was never easy. But here's the thing that so many of us do, and this is why we get into trouble on these with it, is we, we dabble. And when we dabble at it, do you know anybody that multitasks very well? Nobody does it right. Because it's, it's, it, and the first person that told me that was, is actually Jerick Robbins, Tony Robbins' son. He said, multitasking is the least efficient way to be. It's, it takes your focus. Think about it. Maybe I'll do it at some level. But it, it takes the focus away. And, and when you can focus, it's like it just works. When you get that one, that chunk down, whatever that is, then it opens up other possibilities where you can spend energy. And you brought up confidence. And I mean, we could talk all night about that, but it's the truth because at the end of the day, when this simple issue gets handled, it's a first world issue, obviously. We live in a very blessed world that has a lot of food. It's a first world issue that when we handle it, it just opens up these other possibilities. And there's nothing that tastes nearly as good is when you're getting success in an area that you haven't gotten success in, you're like, what does that have to do with weight loss? Mm. It's kind of like when you get your finances under control, things that don't relate to finances start to work out. <laughs> it's just crazy. So I hope that makes sense. I didn't mean to ramble so much, forgive me. Oh no, no problem. So for someone who say they have so much weight to lose, let's say over hundred pounds, because that obviously would be overwhelming and <laughs> almost kind of like you can't even get started. Kind of like when I was paying off debt, the, the amount of debt, it was just so overwhelming. It's like, where do you start? Well, I figured out how, where to start because I did Dave Ramsey's financial piece. But <laughs> before we did that, it's kind of like, where do you start? And like, how long is this going to take? And how much sacrifice and blah, 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 blah. So when it comes to weight, how, if for someone who has to lose that much, how do you get the motivation to start and to keep going? Because it, it seems like it would be kind of a, a daily thing. There's no doubt. But I, obviously the, the cost of what I look at, and it's like when people come to me, it's a lot of people come to me and be a client and about four out of 10 of the people that come to me and be a client I'll take because I've got to believe that it's costing them more than enough to make them take action, if that makes sense. But the first thing I want to say about that, and, and it just, I had this thought, I mean, if someone's losing weight, for example, I was always the, on the 60, 70, 80 diets I've been on over 30 years. I was always really losing weight for this one reason. So I could eat what I want, when I want it, when I want it, as much as I wanted at some point. That would be exactly like you going through Dave Ramsey's financial piece so that you could spend what you want as much as you want, whenever you wanted. That's not what you did, did it? Right, exactly. I mean, it would be, yeah, it, it's, it's the same thing. So, I mean, obviously a different scenario, but it's essentially the same principle. So number one, they've got to get really clear on what is costing them. And I, I don't mean just financially what somebody is costing somebody to be overweight, but to look at it really with a, in a honest lens, like, and that's what happened to me. I, I looked at, at my situation for the first time at age 55 years old, and I was positive I wouldn't live beyond 10 years. I mean, I was positive because see, the other thing is I wasn't stopping at 304. This thought of, it, 
I'll never go beyond this. Oh, bull. I would have gone way beyond that. I mean, if I'd have gone there, I'd have gone to 310, and then 310 would have been 320, 320 would have been 330, then, and so forth. At that point, thinking of my wife married to another man because I couldn't put down my fort was very costly to me. And for my kids to be standing at my grave, and while I wouldn't be here, I, I believe God loves you regardless of whether you're 100 pounds or 1,000 pounds. I, that's not the issue. That's not what we're talking about with but I would be somewhere else, hopefully in a lot better place, but they would be standing there saying, gosh, what if dad would have done what was necessary? He'd be here for us. What if he and my daughter would be walking down the aisle with another man as her giving her away at her wedding or, or those things. And that made being 304 pounds very expensive to me. Mm. It really did. So they have to really look at the cost. What is it? If somebody's happy where they're, God bless them. I mean, I'm, as long as you're healthy, I'm, I'm all for it. So I don't look at the numbers on the beyond my chart, say you should weigh this. What I want to know is where you're free. Number one, where are you free, really free. And then, but at the same time, we have this set a lot of in weight loss, people talk about, well, don't lose it too fast. Don't lose it too fast. Slow and steady wins the race. These kind of, you ever heard those kind of that terminology around weight loss? We'll put it in perspective. Put it in perspective, okay? It took me 35 years to gain basically 130 pounds. That's about four pounds a year. So if I only, now I lost it quicker uh, and I didn't do anything unhealthy, but I, I just, I knew what had to be done. I always knew what had to be done. It was, there was never a question, but if I'd only lost a pound a week, I would have been losing that weight. I have to do the math at about 12 times faster than I gained it. Mm-hmm. And so we have this perspective. You have to get a perspective shift that that is fast. That's blazing fast compared to how it was gained. Mm-hmm. We gained weight five, six pounds a year, four pounds a year, three pounds a year, depending on the individual over a period of time. And, and they're like, God, I gained it so fast. But then when we start losing at a pound a week or two pounds a week or three pounds a week, it's taking forever. The taking forever part comes in to the, I want to eat what I want, when I want, when I, as much as I want. <laughs> and so if that's the goal, if that's the goal, don't even start. But if the goal is to really get free, if the goal is to really get free, and I'm not talking about where you can go to the whatever place and eat whatever you want again. What I'm saying is where you really know that you're doing your best. It's just like with your money. I mean, after doing Dave Ramsey's process, did everything you invest in earn 12% every year like clockwork? No, I mean, yeah, but that's the kind of thing we don't get perfection, but you get better, you make progress though, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you get out of debt, you, you invest money, you start making progress. So when people start looking at it from that perspective, they're able to make great strides. And, and we do a lot of work in our program around the mind, mindset of it. And just like, you have to change your identity at some level. It, mm-hmm. it has to be done. If the identity, it, for example, it, it's always interesting. I can always spot it. Well, maybe not always, but I feel like I can always spot it this product. But when somebody gets to the point where, regardless of how much more they have to, look, to lose, like the gentleman I was talking about, who was in a wheelchair that you know, was down about 135 pounds now, or 100, whatever, 140, whatever it is now, about 10 pounds in, he was well over 400 pounds. He got to what I call the watch me stage. It's a stage that I got in, into in my, my jury really quick. And I, I said to him one day, I said, what would you tell somebody that didn't believe you're going to reach under 200 pounds again? You'd say, Alan, they can just watch me because I'm, mm. has he done it as quickly as he wants? No, but is, is he going a hundred percent? There's no way he won't get there. So 
I don't know if I answered your question very well. I feel like I rambled again. But. And no, I feel like you did because you kind of put it in perspective of it might take someone a decade or two decades or whatever to be the 100 pounds or whatever it is overweight. And so when someone feels overwhelmed at the 100 pounds or whatever that they need to lose, but then when you start thinking, okay, it took me 10, 20 years to get this far, but it's probably only going to take me one or two years to lose it. That definitely puts a different perspective on it. And then the other thing you mentioned about how if the goal is to get to your ideal weight and then start eating whatever you want again, what's the point? So it's like, even though it might be overwhelming to lose 100 pounds, whatever you're doing to lose the 100 pounds, you have to keep doing to maintain the weight. You can't just go back to eating everything, you know, just like with Dave Ramsey, like once the debt's paid off, like you said, you don't just go racking up a bunch of new debt or spending frivolously. I, I love those two kind of comparisons and perspectives. Yeah, it's, well, it it is, and and it's and and I always encourage I encourage our clients to to figure out what's it worth to you. It, for example, and there's no shame in any of it. And so, for example, and, and I'm going to use Dave Ramsey. I'm real familiar with Dave Ramsey stuff. And Dave Ramsey says no credit, no no nothing. But there are people who do go through Dave Trends and they use credit card and and whatever. And there's no shame in that. But he has particular things he recommends people to do along the journey to get them to where they're going. But once they get there, once they get the emergency fund, once they get they get all those things handled, then he doesn't say don't ever go on a vacation. Are you kidding me? He doesn't say just spend the rest of your life pouring money into a 401k, which you need to save and all that. What he says is have some fun, have some fun. And so I encourage my clients, have some fun. I mean, when people say to me, I ate bad food, I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's no such thing as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, I don't want them, I, I don't want them to have skills be their primary food <laughs> choices for say pop in my mind. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when somebody, if they figured out for example, if, if you're going on vacation and, and you, you spend $2,000, $10,000, whatever that vacation may be, if you're going on that vacation, you budget it beforehand and you need to do the same thing with food. I mean, it, but the problem is we just don't want to go to that trouble because the cheesecake's so stinking good and we don't want to have to have to face It's like the first time you face your budget, you don't want to have to face that. Does that make sense? I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, but it's so much easier just to pull a Visa, the American Express and the MasterCard out. And because it's, I really want to go to Hawaii. I know I only make $10,000 a year and, and have a hundred thousand debt, but I really want to go to Hawaii. And, and so, <laughs> so you have to look at it with, with the same perspective that is, do I enjoy vegetables and lean protein? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I do. Do I eat more of that now than I used to? Yeah. But what, I like Chick-fil-A sandwich once in a while too, but I, but it's not the, it's not the standard. It's not the standard anymore. It's not, it's not where I'm going to live. Not the role with truck Kathy's food and I've got rest of soul. But, but at the end of the day, I'm just not going to do that. It's not going to be who I am anymore because there's too much at stake. Mm. There's just too much at stake. And cause I know the price, I know the price of, of letting that obesity carry away because I've seen it. The stories that I've heard are, would break your heart. Again, there's no shame because it's, we are where we are. And, but at the end of the day, we don't have to stay there. And that's the mm. really good news. We don't have to, there's always a way for the committed. Mm. There's always a way. And it's fun to watch it when, when somebody gets free and they start realizing and this, and this is another piece too. I could have been standing there at 304 pounds amongst a hundred men and women that looked like they stepped out of the James Bond movie. 
Now, all those people are zero body fat and they're perfect and everything and they, they look great. But each one of those individuals, I, I'm positive, has a weight that they carry. It's just not physical weight. It's so interesting. When my clients start losing weight, they start inspiring skinny people. Hmm. They start inspiring them to overcome challenges they have in their life. And it's always fun to watch because there's just some of the benefits. So when people say to me, oh, I just hate this one. Like I, I had a client while back that their skill was broken when they started and they found out their scale weighed and underweighed them 30 pounds. Hmm. And that's a significant amount of weight. You know, my response to them was, I said, awesome. That's great. I said, because when you reach your ideal weight, the victory is going to be that much better. It's going to be so much more fun. I don't want to weigh 500 pounds or 600 pounds, but, but it wouldn't be a, a lot. The victory would be that much sweeter than 300 pounds that I, from where I came from. So I, I don't want people to gain weight so they'll lose it. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I'm saying that you're, that my weight was a gift. It was a gift that I did not need to keep, but it was a gift. And so, and I've seen it repeat over and over. So can you tell us a little bit about your program? Like how, cause I know you don't talk about dieting and exercise or prescribe a particular dieting or exercise. And so I guess how, how does your program work or how do you help people? Well, when it comes to, again, I'm not for everybody. And I, I don't say that to be coy. I'm, I'm very sincere, you know, with that. The, the best thing I can tell people to do, in fact, I'll, I'll say this, Sarah, I actually prepared something for your audience. And if they'll go to uh, my website is transform my future, just like it sounds, transform my future.com forward slash frugal, F-R-U-G-A-L for your audience. This is just for your audience. I, I prepared a free training where I walk through the five-step strategy that I use to lose 129 pounds in 260 days and what I teach my clients. And if you're looking for a diet, I would go to G-O-O-G-L-E. There's a thousand of them out there. <laughs> so, I'm kidding. But, but, you know, but if they want to see that, that really does walk them through process. And it's right. I had a, had a lady, I think we mentioned this before we got online, I had a lady that watched that training a year ago that just, it was just a few days ago. She sent me an email. She lost 30 pounds just from watching that training. There's nothing to buy. They don't have to buy a thing. But when people go through my program, we work on the pieces that were always left out, the unspoken things that were, you know, whether it be the kind of programs that you go and eat certain types of food, or you get the programs where you go that go to a class each week, and I won't name names of different companies, and they're all good. I mean, all of them at some level are good, but it was always these unspoken things that I intuitively knew mattered. And that's what we work with our clients on. It, do they have to change what they eat? Yep. There's no way around it. <laughs> so, do they have to exercise? Well, it's, it's certainly beneficial, but not everybody can. But at the end of the day, I will say it over and over. It is always the decision. It's never the diet. When you come at it from, when an individual comes at it from the same level of decisiveness, that you know, my wife, we have, we have four kids, as I mentioned, our room, but you're still kids to us uh, as the parents. And, and so when, if one of those kids needed something, I mean, we have a daughter with type one diabetes, which is a genetic disorder. It has nothing to do with weight. She's, she's not ideal weight, but when she has a blood sugar low, her mother will drive three hours to the university of Florida. If she has to, to get, make sure she's okay. I mean, that's what people do when things are important to them and to, to help them. And so when we get that way about our way, everything becomes possible then. 
It does. But we're big on teaching the stick to it. It was interesting when I started working it and doing this work. The word I saw that I got told so much was stick to itiveness. I didn't know it was a word. And so, but I think that Scrabble, you can win at Scrabble if stick to this. And one of my early clients is a commercial airline pilot. And can you imagine being an airline pilot? Airline pilots are all supposed to look like Leonardo DiCaprio did and can't catch me. And so, and, but, but he, this guy was a, you know, sharp guy, but, but he was obese and he came in our program and changed everything and started helping other pilots. Uh, and other pilots got inspired because about 60% of pilots are like. Oh, wow. And so it's, it, it, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. If there's one thing I say to anybody that's listening, be encouraged. I mean, is it easy? No. And really, really look in the mirror and say, is it, is my weight holding me back? And, and if it's not great, great. There's no shame. There's no, absolutely no shame in anything I'm talking about. But if it is holding back, if they'll go watch that training, I think they'll find that it's uh, a, not not exactly what they've seen in other uh, weight loss ideas. And I don't say that because I'm brilliant. I say that because I've, I've sat between people's elbows, the elbows of somebody who was morbidly obese, and I was ashamed of it. And it cost me so much. And when I realized what it could cost me, everything changed. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to check that out probably after we get done here. So that's transformmyfuture.com forward slash frugal. I'll also have show notes at the sarahstjohn.com forward slash Allen. And was there anything else that you wanted to say that we hadn't? I feel like we kind of touched on a whole bunch of stuff, but I didn't know if there was anything else in particular. We're doing nothing, nothing in particular. It's your, your rodeo. I come to uh, whatever, whatever you need, need from me. But, but again, just tell people to, to be encouraged. It is possible because mm. I was the worst of the worst. Worst foodie of the worst foodies. I mean, not you name it, I struggle with it food-wise. So it is possible. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Glad to be with you. It was fun. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.